0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Oh, am I supposed to do this now? Like, I'm so used to letting the fucking ladies go first around here. Hi, I'm Betty Goodman. Welcome to 2020. I'm here with, uh, I'm going to start with Siobhan Cronin. Hey. Oh, you see, again. Was it? I thought it
1: sounded like you were going to actually introduce her. You just kind of said her name.
2: I know. It went by way too fast for me to process. Uh, it's, that's, uh,
0: it's a lot <laughs> safer that way, Siobhan.
2: And we're also here with our dear friend Corey Payza. Yeah,
0: that's me. <laughs> and and welcome
1: back. This is the part two of our discussion with Adam Gilbert of Starset on Twenty Twenty. This was a few days after I think we did the first one, so we'll probably there's some references between the first one. So make sure you go
0: back and watch that. Well, yeah, and and the fact that Adam like totally loves us a whole lot more in this one. Like, I mean, he obviously already loves Javon, but like the first one, I'm amazed he wasn't scared off by. You. He was like he was sniffing at us <laughs> and like, like what's the, and then he's like oh you are one of those fucking weird people. That's just the way well, listen, you listen, it
2: takes everyone a little bit of time to warm up. And, uh, t- you know, in 2020, we like to just, no, jump, right just, just jump right in. No, I'm into emotional. Jump right into the I'm emotional. I want everyone to love me. Yeah, well.
0: Why are people so mean? They're, like, telling me to stop cutting people off and shit as if I'm not aware. Like, listen, I have a problem. I have a problem. You're That's an
2: what? acquired taste. You're an acquired taste.
1: A long acquisition of acquired taste. I'm like
2: Dave Mustaine
0: <laughs> in Megadeth. You know, what, you know what I mean? Like, Or, like, Rush. You know, Rush is a great band, but why does Geddy Lee sing? I don't know.
1: That's that's a great analogy for this show.
2: (laughs) I can appreciate all the Dave Mustaine jokes now that I've read his memoir. It just all makes so much more sense. I listen back to some of our older episodes and I'm like, all right, I get it now. (laughs) I mean, like honestly, like Dave Mustaine
0: could have had anyone else, like he would have been so much better just producing a band, yelling at all of them. You know what I mean? But like instead he's like, you know what? I'll just like, you know, write a bunch of weird things and just like for but I gotta give the guy credit. He could sing and play guitar like a motherfucker. That is true. That is true. Yeah. But back to drummers.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. so back to the content of our actual episode. We've got our, our dear friend, we can friend, always go down friend. a
0: stain hole. I'm fine with that.
2: <laughs> so part two of Adam Gilbert, just more great stories. You know, honestly, I, at this point, my mind is blurring what we talked about in episode one and episode two, but just lots of great behind-the-scenes info on Star Set, on drumming. Just remember, on, he yeah. shoots cryo up in music. out his back
0: and flies around... And, like, stories that Dustin confabulates with, the, who's the lead singer. I'm sure there's, like, seven million girls going, oh, my God, Dustin. Um, yeah, like, but, like, Adam is the guy in that band. And they have two billion According to Forbes, you keep saying that you keep saying two billion. According to Forbes,
1: you never specify two billion. What streams you've done? Streams. that. Streams, like, yeah, but, yeah, but you never do. Like I crossing that. the streams. No,
0: I know. Because I don't think I ever remember the dollars? word. I'm, I'm always it? so stoned that I'm like, what is it actually? Like, it's, this guess, is why we
2: rely on the drummers. This is why we have yes. so many drummers, because they're the people that we got to rely on all the time to just keep it together. Keep the time. Keep the time. Keep the beat. What, what, just what, what, all what are there two
0: million of? What are there two billion of, Adam? It's fucking BPM, dude.
1: Yes. Duh.
2: <laughs> Two billion BPM.
1: <laughs> Speaking of keeping the time, let's wrap this up.
2: Oh, my God. I <laughs> thought you said keep this tight. Yes.
1: Yeah, so Adam Gilbert of Star Set. Our, our discussion continues right now.
0: Do we, do we have any sound in him? <laughs>
2: Oh, no, yes, we don't ma'am. hear you. Are you on? The, connect Make sure your audience. Eyes. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh, my God. You're so
0: you're good now. at that. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> hey, we just got 2020 before uh, the episode even a, started. What a good intro. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Betty Goodman, and I am here uh, on 2020, a show about what happens to you when the rest of the world is going through a pandemic. And by the rest of the world, I mean everybody else in the outside world. Um, my name is Betty Goodman. This is uh, Corey Peza. Over Yo. wearing the uh, pro France um, sweatshirt, mercy for wearing it. Um, oh, we have Siobhan Cronin,
2: <laughs> and, um,
0: and and then of course, Merci. of course, I'm so excited. We have we have a, a real life guest. We have the wonderful, unbelievably incredible noses paradiddles like anybody's business. Mr. Adam Gilbert, Mr. Drumabuse.com, Mr. Adam Gilbert. Woo!
3: Guys, how's it going? Thank for having me on here. This is awesome. No, Good to have we did that man. last
0: time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we now have Adam in two different locations because you were in Columbus and now you're in. Are you in Charlotte now?
0: Yes. I still okay.
2: See. So this is we're gonna get Adam's other side of his personality now that he's in a different geographic region. So
0: well, the closer you are to Larry Johnson, the more <laughs> the, the the more different Adam gets. Only Charlotte people should know that every single person that's from Charlotte, North Carolina should know who Larry Johnson is. Yeah,
3: I'm not from Charlotte, so I actually don't know who that is either. So, I don't
0: oh think my God, I know who that is do you. Thank you, Siobhan, for not making me the only girl on the stage. Because I know who.
2: What? No, I'm saying I don't I think I know who that is. Oh, you don't? No
1: one knows what you're talking about. Do you? Do you know who Larry Johnson is?
3: I was like Magic, the basketball player, Larry. Larry? No, that's <laughs> no. Not Larry Johnson. No, 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 no. no the
0: basketball player. He's, cam- bas- he he's a basketball player. He is from, yeah, he is a basketball oh. player, but like from, I guess maybe I'm so old, but like if if you have like the basketball, what, what's the team from Charlotte? The <laughs> okay, Hornets? wait, how
2: can you be schooling us on sports, but is you don't the know the name of the team? I don't know. I don't follow no the No one knows
0: what you're
1: talking about.
2: All, all I know is that when I was a child,
0: it was so big that everyone had a Charlotte Hornets because of Larry Johnson. Uh, am I but saying his name okay. is,
2: I know. What if it's actually not his name at all? What if you're like giving right, us a I'm totally different name? on
0: my Facebook. On my Facebook,
2: You on know, my Google. favorite
3: Charlotte player is probably Mugsy Bogues. Though so he doesn't play anymore, but mm. he was even in uh, Space Jam. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. So, oh, no, Legend. No, I'm, I'm not crazy.
0: Yeah, he totally. Hey, on, what are you?
3: What are you cracking there? Nah.
2: It's, it's basically oh you see uh, you have the good you have white claw i've been just buying whatever costco has so, which by the way if you want to sponsor us literally
0: <laughs> the costco claw.
2: no it used to they were having they had costco. Trulies, so i've been drinking truly's but then i went back and they don't have i don't think they have truly's now they have these which i've never seen before but whoever you are they're pretty delicious so we're in the market for sponsors
0: <laughs> yes i dig. <laughs> I, I say let's get press thank no, you no, brought yes. to you by press Siobhan, I mean, pomegranate
2: remember, ginger is the flavor. I think it's pretty
3: tasty. Siobhan, remember we would always do the cider tours and try to find all the different ciders. And, and oh, yeah. We should just do a, a hard seltzer tour. We should. We should. Yeah, we all love that stuff, apparently. But hold on, Siobhan,
0: ahead. because you're so good at this and you know Adam way better than us. Um, let's let's preface Adam. Uh, we, he, if people didn't watch the other episode, which makes them first off <laughs> assholes. I don't even know what you're going <laughs> to uh, But, but, like, but can we you explain say. why Adam's so awesome? Because first off, can we say how amazing it is yeah. So Adam plays in, in Star Starset, but that band Starset just hit two billion. That's right, that's, two billion with a B. Crazy. Uh, fucking streams. How ridiculous is that, ladies and gentlemen? Adam, what, what when you read that? What yeah. went through your head?
3: I mean, it's it's pretty surreal that that you know. Forbes is just writing about us. I, I don't even, you know, I don't.
0: I couldn't
2: believe the, that like music was even on Forbes radar. Like unless yeah. you're like top, like well, pop star billion or whatever. was
0: in the sentence. So once you say billion something, Forbes is like, what are they talking about? As billion as, yeah. killer bees? Yeah. <laughs> as far as I can remember,
3: uh, I mean, for five plus years easily, if not longer, Star Set's been averaging a million plays on Pandora a week.
1: Uh-huh. That's crazy.
3: And and yeah, and here we are still living in a van for three years at the beginning, and we're already (laughs) averaging a million plays a week. (laughs) Rock and roll, you know, it's just... The crazy thing we were just another. we were just
2: talking to uh, David Abruzzese. Wait, did I say his name right? Yes, it's yeah. David Abruzzese. Okay. No, but he was saying like they were they had just hit like like some massive milestone in selling records. Meanwhile, they were paying themselves four hundred dollars a <coughs> yeah, week, and yeah, so that, that was a joke. It's like you think they made month, money. So it was four hundred. 400 yeah. They had oh, a
0: million records. They had sold a million records. I think it was in the first week, and they didn't even have a record contract until the third record. They only had a handshake deal by the time they had Versus, which was the biggest selling record at the time and they were only paying themselves 400 a week or they're playing a, a, month. A, a, month, a,
2: month. a month okay that's even <laughs> more dramatic i i yeah
3: 100 a I week that's, that's crazy i mean we're definitely fortunate to have the situation we do no uh, not to get into anything specific but like
0: it, you guys called dustin and asked for a raise as soon as you saw that where you're like <laughs> we're in forbes now <laughs> no. like you know what you should probably put another or did he let you know that you guys aren't as valuable and that he could just change oh you out for the God. other guy. Be honest. Nice nails. <laughs> yes. Watch what you
2: say. He might not come on the
0: podcast.
2: <laughs> well, you oh. don't send them these ones yet. Dang, I'm kidding. You are going to say,
1: Adam, you're going to say something. Continue. I'm
2: sorry, Adam. Go oh, ahead. <laughs>
3: I was just going to follow up and just say Dustin definitely will come on here. But I doubt Dustin is even like, he probably owes for them to print that page, you know, to say mm-hmm. that somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the, the business is definitely very upside down in a lot of ways. And yeah. I guess I would say I'm kind of, Fortunate not to have had to learn it fully, but also when I do learn certain things, it kind of helps me put in the perspective. You know, they always say mm-hmm. if you just show up and things are happening, you just get on the stage. You're not like drum tech or blah blah blah, but I mean, shows being booked, the buses are already there, the etc. Tickets are already being sold. I used to have to sling 200 tickets just to be able to play a show at the Rosa Villa. You know, it's like dime a- bag. Hold on, I just want that, I just
0: want to say I that you've been that's saying that it, cause cause that's that's, uh, but our yeah. buddy John. Um, who plays in Anthrax, was in Shadows Fall I was touring um, with Dimebag the night that happened. You, you keep saying that that venue, and all I could think of is, is Hail Dimebag.
3: Yeah, my buddy Brian was the sound guy in that night, and uh, from mm-hmm. what I remember watching BH1 Rock Lives, uh they had Rita, which... If you're, Rita, yeah, 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 first, Rita, yeah, you saw the, you know, okay, so if you saw the first podcast, I was talking about that first tour I did of Uproar with Allison Chains and Jane's Addiction, they actually had, oh, thank you, my bartenders, certainly. Uh, Hi, Allie. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we, had, uh, we had Rita out on tour with us, so we we always got the uh, the really friendly treatment from them, but um, it was just such a surreal connection to hear something of. Uh, VH1 when they're talking about Rita getting a call from Vinny using some guy's phone in the kitchen while he was clutching a butcher's knife because his brother just got off on the stage and that some guy was my buddy's phone and that Rosa, I mean it's for sale now their promoter just passed away you know people are getting older it just definitely just had a stigma after everything went down there and that's just like my hometown you know and uh, I'll always cherish those memories I was about four years after all that went down about 08 I started playing there Um, but still they had the door up there, you know, the RIP Dime door and they had such so much love still in the atmosphere, but such a weird.
0: Well, one of the weird things was um, uh, the poster somewhere on my wall over there, but again, it was a shadows fall damage plan Mm -hmm. double tour. And I actually, um, it was maybe like 10 or 12 days before Dime passed. They, they played the palladium in Worcester and Vinny had sent uh, myself, my friend Holly and my friend Charlie, um, free tickets. Cause it was, um, it was, uh, Holly's birthday. And, um, we went and hung out with them. And I remember we came on the bus and dimes, like, Oh, I'll come back and hang out with you guys later. And he never came back out and I were sitting there drinking seven and sevens with Bob Zilla, who was their bass player and Vinny, and just pounding them back. And it was the last time, uh, you know, I, 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 I was like maybe seven feet away. And then it was a few days later, I got the call and we just, we couldn't, we just couldn't believe it. I mean, so I'm a little bit older than you, but like, I, I literally, I was there. I was at the the Palladium, the last show that he played in Boston, 15 feet away when he was doing his guitar solo. And when we got that call, I remember I, the first thing I did was get up and puke when my girlfriend told me that. I, I couldn't even believe that. And we we had we all had Vinny's cell phone and all that, and no nobody was answering anything. So it took us like, you know, four or five days because the internet was so crazy but you didn't have the instant information it was so crazy back then we didn't know if everyone was dead we heard that people had died we didn't know who was alive in the band we we at one point we thought benny was dead so like it was it was fucking a crazy time so it's just it's it's insane to hear that um you know obviously we'll have to delve into that with some of the people that were there that night but i'm ripped to dime and you know one of the things we say we always try to do with our our sponsor lost is, um,
2: my last we
0: want to elevate our dear friend, Ollie Herbert, who has also got lost in this <laughs> tragic um, rock and roll world um, too soon um, so that he could sit in Valhalla next to our good friend Dimebag, who we lost in Ohio in
2: 2004. Yeah.
0: And it for those that don't know, and for those that don't know, Dimebag Daryl, um, if you haven't Googled him yet, was a guitar player in a band called Pantera. And there was a crazy fan that shot him and other people. And it's also, it changed the face of the music industry. Um, First off, how close I think a lot of bands felt that they were okay with like hanging with fans. Like I know, you know, Zach Wilde, the guitar player from Black Label Society and Ozzy, who was good friends with with, um, Dimebag, was known to go out and like hang out with people and drink and all that sort of stuff. And he kind of like got back in. A, 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 a lot of people that were on the road at the time, like, freaked out because they thought to themselves, how could this ever happen? Because this was one of the greatest tragedies, um, and I, greatest tragedy is almost an oxymoron, but it was one of the most significant uh, moments in rock and roll history um, in our lifetime, and it happened down the street from you. Absolutely crazy.
3: I mean, dude, I remember parking lots, just throwing footballs on accident on top of the building and having to get someone to go up and get it, and then, you know – a couple cases of beer later is just, it's like, you know, it's like all the memories <clears throat> growing up there. I still have a lot of positive stuff uh, that I, I learned and cherish and a lot of friends I made from that that I still know. But, you know, it's, I just remember where I come from as I move forward. And it's it's kind of surreal now that, you know, Sarset pretty much only plays venues like Express Live and House of Blues. And I remember, it seems like yesterday, but three or four years ago, we were talking, if we could only get on tour with a band like Breaking Benjamin, who, you know, Dustin is obviously, Ben and all those guys are awesome, but Ben just reformed and had promised Dustin, hey, I'll take you guys out on tour. So, you know, you got to kind of cherish the moments you have when you have them because you never know. And the bigger you get, you know, we have a lot of people who love us a lot and we cherish friends and we want to make people feel welcome and stuff. But, uh, we just don't want people to ever feel like there's not a way to talk about their feelings and emotions. And we're definitely an open band. We're, we say we're nerds, but also we're, we are huge. We have huge hearts, and we're very kind, um, kind souls. But you know, come and talk to us if you ever have anything that you want to talk about. And if you ever even want to talk about things like dime and history, and you know, we we want to remember history in the right way, and we, we want to make sure that people can learn from it so it doesn't happen again.
1: Definitely. And I think that that attitude and the, the connection you guys have with your fans uh, is just one of the reasons that you guys are on the cover of Forbes, you know, <laughs> and getting those things. Because how, how does a band step out from that level and get to that point? Uh, and it's because you guys have that insanely dedicated fan base.
0: Can we ask Dustin, by the way, does 2 billion streams equal like $6? Is that like a whole 12 rack? It's got to be at least six fifty? I don't know. Is, is it a whole 12 rack? Maybe <laughs> 24 if you get like you bar. Know, Milwaukee's
1: best.
2: You know, there are like so many levels. Sorry, I lost internet for a second, by the way. But yeah, there's so many levels of like people that take their slice off the top that I didn't even know about and I still don't even know about. But it's. I mean it's incredible like how little at the end I think actually does end up in the hands of the artists you know yeah, the, so the I, bus- I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's way less than what people think
1: yeah the business side of of this industry is, is like the shadowy figure that most people don't think about but uh, you know yeah. it's 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 pretty intense and then you see I mean how many people are involved in everything from the touring to the you know the label to the management and it's yeah. just like everyone's just like give me you got to keep you got
3: to create that demand all the time and when we start when we started out in this band it was just heck yeah we'll do whatever it takes oh we got a cool (laughs) van to sleep in we can at least go to like Planet (laughs) fitness sure i mean that was our life i i the first tour after we were gone for four months straight i went home it was in july of 14 tmi but i went home and i drove (laughs) straight over to walmart because i didn't know where else to go to take crap you know it's like you get get so used to being (laughs) (laughs) like bending for yourself even though it's not as hard as people think it's not like you're eating hand sandwiches of metallica where you have to find a buddy because you literally are on fumes for gas whatever we're very fortunate like i said to have the situation and and it's operating is amazing but you know some bands can quickly if they don't have good songs they don't have good hearts they don't have good you know momentum and a good vibe and a good chemistry uh you can quickly become that band that's only touring to pay your bus driver and your drum tech and and then right. you can make royalties. But what's, you know, sometimes it's beat a dead horse. We don't, we want to always be giving something to the stage and we, we always evolve it. And now we're two different space or two different futuristic suits, but we still have the space suit. So we're actually so like... Do you, think,
0: so do you think that Dustin sits in a room and like watches old Kiss videos and just laughs at interviews with like Gene Simmons kiss. and Paul Stanley no, and goes, kiss. I could do that except make way more money! Make them buy the third... Tour, like every tour you guys should have a different spacesuit and then when like the album is like 20 years old you can go back and wear the same spacesuit you know what <laughs> I mean and like everyone will show up wearing those spacesuits because I've seen something at the Star Set shows I-, yeah. I will tell you there's one thing that Corey and I noticed they fucking love you. I mean like love you in the same way that like people loved Waco. People like Jim Jones, they drank the Kool-Aid dude. Like they're like, Yeah, we'll go into outer space. We don't care about gravity or air. So long as we can follow that dude with the cool fucking hair of those space people, we're going.
3: Absolutely that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's
2: a it. lot of super fans. And that, that's, that's what that's I think.
0: everyone that watches you, except for yeah. Anne Marie. She's a hey, super, super you're fan. Nothing,
3: you're nothing without fans, man. You're, you're, you're everything with, with haters. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. you, uh, you mentioned some bands that had to sometimes tour just to pay the bus driver and, and things like that. And that's something that I don't, I don't think gets enough attention right now as far as the industry goes, is all those people. You know, it's not just the bands, it's the, the stage crew, the lighting designers, the you know, venue staff. There's a lot of people right now that are tangently related to all these artists that like, what the hell do you do? Like musicians kind of get the, a lot, a lot more sympathy right now. I think not it's just just because it's very obvious that your favorite band isn't on stage and and mm-hmm. doing things. And it's like, well, yeah, it's it's tough. But then there's all these people that are that are part of that that are also going through the same thing. I think that uh, I, I hope that there's some way of, of taking care of them other than the, uh, our, you know, our, our handouts our, our PUA. <laughs> you know <laughs> <what> I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a good point. If you're yeah, if you're like a lighting designer or you do live mixing, I mean. Unless that's transferable to some recording technology, which we're lighting it. I mean, unless you're doing videos, I don't know. I don't know what you would do.
0: I was just talking to Jason Costa from All That Remains, the drummer, and he's coming on um, shortly. And he was like, "Dude, I got home, and then like I got this check for like thousands of dollars for not touring." He was like, "It was fucking great." (laughs) Uh, I'm like, "You no no
1: sympathy for Jason then?
0: No sympathy. (laughs) He was like, he was like surprised. He's like." wow like this is what a weird world this is in but like i can make money to like not tour <laughs> like dude come on
2: dangerous yeah well oh, i yeah. still haven't gotten through to the michigan unemployment office so i'm making zero money think right you're now not a real person i don't know they yeah they still that i think they've just like blocked my phone number at this Maybe point because i just you're a
0: french import, to see weird stuff in other languages
2: i mean probably knowing my mom she probably messed something up she like gave me a british passport instead of a u.s one i don't know
0: you are probably no. born in like Zanzibar if she didn't <laughs> fucking tell you. Maybe
2: I was adopted. You're, there are a lot of things that could be You know the she brings her,
0: You know how she <laughs> brings Pinot onto the plains? Uh, like she probably brought you as her spirit animal from another country. And nobody, she basically
2: admitted that Pinot is the new me. Like she when she had kids to like cart around in little like things. Pinot is a
0: dog, by the way, everybody. <laughs> Pinot is a dog.
2: Pinot is, is like her new ticket to the front of the line. She will openly admit this
0: you know oh your mom has no no fear dude
3: when i first met pino he was in his little carrier you know and his mm-hmm. head always popped out of it on the side and i imagine this little tiny maybe like six to eight inch long dog and this thing <laughs> looked like the never-ending story dog coming out <laughs> <laughs> a long little body that, out of carrier, and then he's like, all over the bus and once he becomes friends with you he's the best little dog and, <laughs> and then jacques of course is a yeah pretty, you know, so. yeah and Pinot. And of course, you know, we all love Pinot on the War, so cheers. Yep.
2: Cheers. I don't, have, I don't have any
3: wine, so I had to do a what is this, Allie? A lemon martini? Ooh, that sounds good. Ooh, classy. Pinky out. Oh, she didn't sugar rim it for me though. What the <laughs> heck?
0: Is this? Why would you ever give me an
3: No, thank you. This is Cheers.
0: <laughs> cheers. cheers to you, man.
3: So what, can I ask you guys what's up next for Lost Symphony? What are you guys doing with uh you have any more material you're trying to put down? Any more videos you're trying to make? Or
1: Yeah, so we just finished production uh, and mixing and mastering on Chapter 2. Uh, so we're just getting the ball rolling there. We got lots of material to put together to promote that, um, which will be coming out shortly.
0: Which, by the way, for those that don't know, Chapter 2 features some of the last work of our good friend, Ollie Herbert. We have Jason Costa on it, who's an incredible fucking drummer. We have David Abersees from Pearl Jam and Guns N' Roses plays on this. Rusty Cooley, who's arguably one of the fastest guitar players in existence. <laughs> Joey Concepcion. We got John Dene from Anthrax and Shadows Fall, who was there. The, the Night Dime was taken from us. He was fucking there. So I, I, I'm telling you, we got to get him on here to ask him about that. I'm sure he's totally like PTSD. Um, but we have so many incredible people on Chapter 2. It's being announced, actually including um, uh, a song, which was aptly titled The World Is Over. Featuring Jeff Loomis and Marty Friedman on the same song as Kelly and Siobhan, and they all kind of have at it. And if you like guitar and shred virtuoso music, um, where some things you know are a little bit more tasteful, you know, like that's more of like the like we just want to go to the titty bar and get as much titty as possible. Like there's no there's no there's no plot to this movie. That's that's where you come in for, like, the, the garden of earthly delights and the world is over um, in the sense we love the songs, and they're very well written, in my opinion, because I wrote them. Obviously, I think they're great. But where um, <laughs> Lost Symphony is evolving, this is where we turn it up to 11, like and you know Like Spinal, like tap, spinal style. tap, yeah. Yeah, where they yes. say, you know, what's one more? Well, Rusty Cooley these is one is more. 11. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Marty Friedman and Jeff Loomis both going – at it at the same time. Marty Friedman
2: alone is already 11.
0: I literally remember actually messaging um, Siobhan and saying, um, is this too much? Um, For the first time, because I really almost never say something's too much, if you know me. Uh, But I asked her, was this too much? And and you know what? She was a good friend and she said no. I don't know if she agrees for real, but that's where we're at. I think
2: everything is too much, but that's part of the aesthetic is that it's just, it's, it's always a little too much and it's great.
3: I would definitely, yeah. let me know. Now, are you guys gonna be creating any new material like from the ground up?
0: We're in the
2: process of finishing a
0: last tune um, with Marty Friedman and I don't wanna jinx, jinx it by saying that it features my favorite man crush in the world that I, I secretly <laughs> love That I'm just praying doesn't, doesn't you know leave me like <laughs> everyone does. Um, but we're working on one more song that's going to feature some incredible, incredible players for our third chapter, which comes after the one that we're just announcing, which is going to be a tribute to our friend Ollie, who brought Siobhan um, to me and me to Siobhan and, 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 and really helped create what is now Lost Symphony.
2: So we'll have to see if there's a chapter for yeah. i have a feeling it can't end with chapter three it could be chapter 11 yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: as long as you get there that's all that matters
1: yeah. all i know is after after chapter three i'm gonna need like a three-month nap and then we can talk we, about yeah
2: yeah we need next. to send Corey to some sort of like <laughs> retreat far far Adam, away our, our thing is is like keep you on as a
0: permanent character on the show and that we sell records by making them think we're cool you know what i mean <laughs> so like So you're actually helping us sell Lost Symphony records right now because people don't buy records just because. But if they go online and they watch this and they're like, oh, well, that girl's pretty and he talks a lot, but he's funny. And well, that guest was interesting Then like we actually might get like three more streams because of this, which is not two billion streams, but it's at least like three and a half more (laughs) cents in Corey's pocket.
1: That's generous. (laughs) It's been a consistent, like fun and exciting process getting these songs together and out, but it's a nonstop process. System, so whereas a lot of bands do the record then the tour, we're just the record then the record right. then the record, and and throughout that entire time we're writing and recording, mixing, mastering. It's 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 all been like this blur.
0: And and we're doing that's on top of doing all of our own media, like Corey's having us interview ourselves and do playthroughs yeah. and all that. Yeah, we don't so like have, have crews it- to do that, so yeah, we do. People it think it's glorious. It's like I'm sitting there doing selfies of myself. And like, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I finally do a good playthrough like I think is accurate and then I'm like, wow, none of that's in focus. Yeah. <laughs> second life. And then and then like I have I don't even know, like I have a l a, a three point light kit and it's just like a bag a shadow here. And then like the, underneath my my chin is super bright and then nothing. It's, my hands are just black so it's like hard yeah, it's, to do that
2: stuff by yourself like even when i do violin stuff it's like if, if brock or like anybody isn't here like i'll record stuff and then look at it and my, like my head is cut off yeah.
0: you know and i'm like wow that's, that was a waste that's whenever of energy you have a guy taking video have you ever realized that they'll always cut your head off
3: i mean i think brock's pretty good at that so i would definitely say it's probably just a
2: no no he's good if he's around but if he's gone and i'm trying to do it myself then it's a nightmare
0: let me it's ask so you this. Well, can i ask you an important question is brock better at taking a selfie than you are no
2: probably but he doesn't take no. well i don't know
0: no i feel like he would never take a <laughs> selfie but then if he did it would be yeah. ninja because he's brock <laughs> but he's always- see
2: brock has his own style of selfies where he has to make some weird face you know like guys guy selfies you can't really compare to girl selfies <laughs> girl because girl selfies girls are, are always from pretty. like your,
0: Right. And, and if a guy's looking serious, that's re- that's when you know he's a predator. If a guy's like, <laughs> you're like, pass that guy. He's way too serious about this. You've got to be like Brock where you know he's a good-hearted yeah. person because he's making the goofy face. You know, like if, if, if they're serious about it, like they're, they're going to ask you about the lotion and put you in a fucking hole with a dog <laughs> named Pino. about that, man. I don't know why I keep joking about that. It's a- I will say there's one thing I was like, that's my whole game, bro. Fucking stop blowing me up.
3: Hey, there's one thing about being on tour especially post-show signings, which uh, at the end of our shows, typically it's just the four, the space guys and Dustin. Mm-hmm. So just, and, and mainly it's because the venue usually wants us to get the hell out. And obviously we want to give as much as we can. So if you buy a CD, you get to do a meet and greet. If you buy a mask or a telescope, you get to do a meet and greet and a photo. And then you get those choice few, who, you know, maybe they had a couple Michelob altros and or White Claws, and now there's no laws. And they're oh, like... What's, <laughs> that, what,
0: what's the really delicious thing you're drinking? Right? White Claw. Oh, no, that's... He's got,
2: he's got oh, something no, else no, now. No, oh, but what oh, do you yeah. have? Um,
0: show, show, the, show the crowd. What do we have? Were we, we sponsored? Wait, are you them? talking about me or Adam? Yeah, you, you. Oh, me. What well, could this they is, be drinking? This, they could been is drinking white, press. And the White Claw <laughs> alternative. They could have been drinking press. Fuck the White Claw, <laughs> because none of what he's <laughs> about to say would have happened if they had been drinking the <because> delicious <laughs> drink press. Go on, Adam. so if you want to
2: sponsor us okay so, go ahead adam
3: <laughs> so we need a sponsor and we will let you into the vip just a plus one uh <laughs> people come in and they you know they pay they pay a lot of money sometimes uh and then they want to do a selfie and then they sit there or they want their friend to take a picture and now this one selfie or this one picture ends up taking a five mm-hmm. minute it's something happened the phone dies or can you send it to me dustin or can and then it's just like, hey, guys, yeah. they really oh, have your number yeah, now. And they're Boom. fucking texting you. Boom. Thank you, guys. See you. Yeah. Go on to get a shower and to have a Michelob Ultra. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so be, you you become as good as you can at selfies only for the sheer, you have 30 people in line and you got to yeah. make sure you get one that's good. And we want to hang out with everyone. But, I mean, there is a point, like, after the show, that's already, that's already us setting everything up, then sound checking, then doing the meet and greet, which means a pizza party, and then a lot of Coca-Cola, and then playing three or four to five songs, and then – waiting around a little bit to go and play another show which is an hour and a half.
0: See, the funny part is is that Sebastian Maniscalco calls it a, a, a lonely instead of a selfie because you're so lonely. You have to take a picture of yourself. And see, the thing is, with, with you, you have to get good at it because you're with people and you're just like, get the fuck on, move on. <laughs> Corey and I are literally just like, should we document that we did something artistic today?
2: probably yes. oh my gosh nobody's uh, right four,
0: four years it, it, later on yeah. facebook it's like a picture of have me you ever Corey. seen have you ever seen me take a selfie no that's the point i don't think, it, I don't think it's why, happened. No, but it's, yeah. it's hard because like, nobody a, even looks at our pictures we don't have to shove people on in fact we would invite a, a photographer to come and sit with us they'd probably get bored like do you, do you want some snacks and they're like we got places to be
1: the only time i post something is when someone happens to catch me in a picture or Something <laughs> <I> come <laughs> in the background <laughs> like, oh, i was behind someone that was taking a selfie so there's mine
3: No, it's funny my mom oh by the way the way he's not on the show but happy birthday to brock
2: uh, oh yeah. thanks i'll yeah. tell him he almost
3: mm-hmm. is almost third Brock. <laughs>
0: um, he's, yeah he said he said he, that he 24 is doing well by him does that mean he's third how old is he, is he, just, he
2: he's, he's eternally 24 by his book
0: but, <laughs> so, uh, so I, yeah my mom, i'll really, let
2: him tell you how old he is yeah really I'm not, I'm not,
0: i don't say
3: numbers i'm just the youngest um so <laughs> my mom sent me this picture the other day and it's brock but it's, she took a screenshot and I'm in the background of Brock's picture. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, looks like, it looks like a, that looks like it's I'm a like, portrait. That looks like it was like painted of you. It's like perfect Brock. <laughs> it's so, it's so cute. Oh, what is that? <laughs> so actually this show is kind of funny. This show was back in December in Kentucky at the Thompson House on December 27th. And I vividly remember because mm. I just got down to Florida the day before and had to fly out for three days to go to the show, which it ended up being a really awesome show. So I'm, I'm stoked how it turned out. But um, my mom was like, oh, well, it looks like you were working really hard. I'm like, yeah, that was literally right after the show. I mean, I just throw my clothes on to go do the VIP, just get mm-hmm. back into the room. We don't really have a break anywhere in between at all. Yeah. And- you know, at some point you just get into that, that vibe where you can just, you just do it because you know it's going to happen and who cares about how your hair or your beard looks, but luckily I just look good
0: still.
2: Oh my God. Well, Bridget. one thing we can talk more about, not to change the subject, but we didn't really get into drum abuse a lot last time. So for anyone that watched the last episode or maybe didn't watch the last episode... Yes. So Adam started not really just a line, but more like a community called Drum Abuse. So maybe you can give the, I have the listeners. Have
0: stickers, by the way, on, on my desk. Yeah, and I have on a sticker on my drum. violin
2: case. But uh, no, but I love it because it's sticker. really it's, it's got like a it's got a purpose, you know. Because a lot of people, of course, there are plenty of artists that will go out and start a product line, but there isn't necessarily something behind it. And I think this is really unique, you know, because it's you've got a purpose behind the, the brand. You.
3: I appreciate that. Drum Abuse has always been something to give. Uh, just someone a way to have a place to open their mind for a little bit so you could be having a great day and then someone cuts you off and you know your road that you drive to every day to and from work and you're just cruising listening to your song and eventually that becomes you know your road and if someone cuts you off and just all of a sudden that ruins your whole day and you can't stop your whole vibes ruined you can't stop worrying about this guy or girl or whoever it was that pulled out in front of you and maybe they were rushing somewhere that they had to get to very important and they had an emergency you know you always kind of got to center yourself. And drum abuse, it's not about the products. I was just fortunate enough to realize that I could fit into a niche because of, I love socks. So, hey, you want to buy some cool socks? They're not really going to be Walmart <laughs> prices because I can't buy a billion pair, but you know, you can match my drum set or you can get my painting on a sock. And then the whole reality of the website when I bought it was truly, I just wanted a gallery. I wanted drum abuse to be a safe place for people to go just to have a different mindset and if you can look at the paintings and change your mind then hopefully that that same feeling carries on later on when you can find something else to help you change your mind just for a little bit just to see the situation in a new way because it's very hard especially if you get into a routine and and, you know whether you're just going to the 9 to 5 or you're on the road in Europe like we always do it's you can still get into that routine and sometimes you know, we all get, get fed up, whether you're out there or here, wherever you're at. So I always try to maintain that balance of, hey, I can look at my feet and I have some silly socks on. I don't take myself so seriously. I can dial myself back. I really try to make a, uh, an effort of just waving to everyone I can. And a lot of people think it's weird. Like, who's this guy waving? You know, you're just like, hey, what's <laughs> up? And eventually... You just get through to them you know hey dude what's just i'm just saying hey man we're, we're i know we're strangers but this is the point of of what we're doing we're in passing but there's a reason we're in the same energy at the same time and in place so embrace it a little bit and um i am proud to say i have merchandise now in in eight different countries and 38 states going on oh, that's states. awesome
2: well and it's worth telling everyone you are you're an artist also you paint yeah so yeah, for anyone that paint. doesn't know that, yeah, he does a lot of splatter paint, like really cool different yeah, I'm sizes. Gonna be, I'm
3: going to be getting into a lot more refurbishing drums. Uh, I've been doing a couple buddies drums here and there from just Chrome, old 1973 Slingerland snare drum, Gene Krupa snare drum, uh, trying to figure out like weird broken snare throws or just getting, you know, a, a $20 snare from an old music shop and putting a drum abuse sticker on it or something just to change it a little bit. Give it some flair make the drum reusable again. And, and that's the idea. Like I said, last time drum abuse is about drumming up an idea and taking your creativity, the ideas and just, you know, abuse it, just change it just because you can, because no one is telling you in that moment that you can't do that. Uh, you know, don't worry about cleaning up your paints. Don't worry about, you know, if you're going to be a great chef, don't worry about cleaning up your dishes, go and make that mess and learn. Cause you know, the better you get, the less mess you make because you're dialed in. You have more of a. Focus. Every
0: time I make a mess, my girlfriend fucking yells at me that I leave the kitchen like a disaster, and then I, I sleep can on the couch. And can it's like, why not imagine that's annoying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. Like you know what I mean? It's a vicious <laughs> cycle You life. It's like, you know what? Because <laughs> I really, I watch Gordon Ramsay, and and you know what he says too? He says, "Clean up your fucking station." <laughs> and and I think to myself, so do I listen to Adam Gilbert and just you know cook without thinking about it and leave all of my stuff around and just make the most delicious meal and then abandon my kitchen for naught. Or I, don't I, think, I, I, don't,
2: I don't think the message is to ultimately abandon cleaning up. The point is don't <laughs> let that preoccupy you and stop you from doing the thing. No, we were talking about that earlier, you know, that it's important to like- especially I'm so glad have, that you
0: were actually able to reverbalize that because one of the things that's important about learning is not only listening to what he says, but then re-synthesizing what he said in a very valuable way, in your own so, words, so,
2: that was so politically spun. You're like resynthesizing as a way of spinning what <laughs> someone else is saying and making it mean what you want them to mean. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Neuro linguistic programming, everybody. Oh my gosh! You no, know,
3: so I took a class back at Ohio State where I went OH. H. I know. Dang it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. even gotta, though I
2: kind of live here, I yeah.
3: <laughs> There's gonna be some people from Ohio. Like, oh no. So I, would, I went to Ohio State and I took this art class my freshman or maybe sophomore year. It was just an intro art class because I had already been getting into more abstract stuff, but I'm I'm not really good at drawing faces or drawing a peach next to a bottle on a table with a, a candlestick. And I figured, oh, I might as well get this PEC out of the way while I'm waiting to not get into the School of Music, you know, because they messed that up for me, too. So I do this first art project and the rules are black ink on your giant white piece of paper you know you get this big past or you can put pastel ink whatever but you get this big pad of paper they say only ink well i decide to use pink acrylic glue and red ragu sauce as well i know i just found i fat my buddy was writing songs i was in his basement then i went to his kitchen i just happened to find these materials so i splattered this pink glue i put this ragu sauce i have this black ink and the next day in class, they're all hanging across this giant, massive, you know, it's like 50 foot green chalkboard. And mine's right in the middle. I put it <laughs> there on purpose because I knew that I was not going to get a good grade. But I'm like, you know, this is an art class. How can they really grade me on something like this? And everyone kind of giggled and they got to me because it was evident. I just didn't follow the rules. And the teacher's name was Nicole. I'll never forget it because she always was so critical on me. But she also was like, I do like it, but I can't give you a good grade. So you're going to get a C. You're getting the 79.9. Like, all right, whatever, Nicole, it's fine. Well, the next quarter, I rolled all my paintings up and threw them under my bed. I get a call, and I swear I I should try to document this, but I get a call from – the museum of arts is doing a, a, an exhibit and they want me to put that piece in the exhibit for the student art section. I'm like, C's get degrees, you know, and that was so funny to me that they wanted it. They had it for three or four months. I took it back and now I, I can't find it anymore. So. Can I
0: ask you something at being an artist because I almost went into art, you know, because I'm obviously so talented. Like, you know, like Siobhan, wherever you talk to me, you can find out the other 75 things I'm awesome at. Your um, But so listen, I always thought that people like Jackson Pollock and for our listeners, um, Jack the dripper um, was basically somebody who was too lazy to learn how to paint and basically just fucking took like ketchup and shit and just went like crazy. Um, But then when I went to an art school and I said that to them, they said, you don't know art. So let me explain this to me. So where I can see, you know, um, obviously I understand why Monet um, was unbelievable and Renoir was unbelievable. But why is, why is just a bunch of ma- r- crazy random shit on a piece of paper art?
3: So Jackson Pollock actually used to be a very, very, very out-of-the-box thinker, but he also went through major bouts of depression and, was, and he was an alcoholic. And he would go through two to three years of alcoholism and he wouldn't paint at all because the alcoholism was mainly driven by the fact that he ended... Ah uh, one, two, maybe three year stint of super you know super creation of one style or one train of thought. He started out very simple with a you know yellow on one side and red here, and that was it on a on a piece of canvas that he just cut out, and he always painted on his floors. so he would he was very emotional about his paintings. All of his paintings are are basically untouched for the most part. Uh, especially later on in his life when he did his big 35 foot wide paintings, you know, 20 by eight big giant paintings. Uh, Most of them, he would say he would tend to his artwork because he never put a brush on the painting. He never painted like Monet with his fine tooth, you know, comb getting maybe a a pastel brush or some kind of metal knife. He had slinging, you know, buckets of paint with giant uh, broom bristles and just, tending to his art. And, and it was all about emotion. And there are multiple accounts of his friends and sometimes not even his friends, just people who are like, you got to come experience this guy. He's got this barn in the middle of, I can't remember where it's at now, but uh, um, the middle of this field, basically he had this barn where he would create and they would come in and he's just already past the two year mark. So he's kind of already a little drunk and he's just spilling paint everywhere and he'll drop beer bottles and break them and cut his feet and so there's actually glass and blood and footprints in some of his artwork from him walking on his paintings because they were 35 feet wide like that to me is the most true how much more can you get into your painting you can was so that like saying there,
0: instead really instead, fun, instead of learning up. instead of learning how to like paint properly like in the school uh, well, like the you know, romantic painters paint properly, whatever you know no no on, no on, i'm about to get that so instead of being, you know, like uh, Leonardo da Vinci or, 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 or all these uh, paintings, uh, you know, Saravaggio who, who cr- helped create um, three-dimensional di- uh, figures and, like, really created a whole style, um, Jackson Pollock is kind of like the 2020 of his day where he said, instead of figuring out how to do this, I'm just going to say, fuck it. I'm going to grab shit. I'm going to go like this, and I'm going to listen to my fucking slayer I'm going to fucking get my feet covered in, 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 in blood and 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 Corona bottles and get mad. And I'm going to call this fucking art. And instead of people saying that that's lazy, they pay millions of dollars for Jack the Dripper.
2: And know, I say uh, that that's 2020 right all
0: the way, man. He figured it out. He said, fuck, learning how to draw a face. Right, fuck, right. learning how to draw I, a figure. I'm not even going to touch it with a paintbrush.
3: You know, his favorite band was actually Slayer. I don't know if you know that or not. but Is that uh, really that's, true? That's... No, he died in 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so By the way, I, I do know this, though, because I'm looking this up. But um, this guy, you know, he dies in 1956. He was only like in his 40s. But he actually, he, he's, I mean, he sold a painting. I think it was $30 million that he sold one for. I'm trying to look here. But he, he was in a car accident he drunkenly drove into a tree with two of his girlfriends in his car he had a wife in capes and he was you know he, he definitely had a very addictive personality yeah. as a as an artist but the I think the addiction came from oh, an inability to express himself and I'm not going to try to defend anyone who has an addiction because you have to find your own way to, to battle that or deal with it or just accept it. Sometimes people just accept it because. Did,
0: did you know that Adam was an art historian? Because I'm actually finding this very interesting. First off, you've known a lot about Jackson Pollock. I mean, I know you're a painter. But like I've read a amount-
3: books, man. I, I have. I know. Yeah, I know. Like- it's, it's, it's so
0: weird, though, to see a drummer uh, not <laughs> only play drums, but paint, uh, read books, and be articulate. It's just, I mean, I'm not saying they don't exist. It's just. It's like seeing the great white Buffalo, but before you, you know what I mean? Like- well,
3: I appreciate that because, you know, as, as awesome as it is to be able to sell paintings, it, it's not like it just happens. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have a, a platform of music that's speaking volumes to many, many people. And I just want to help that cause. And to have a, an outreach of something like that and then to be able to very it's very hard to try to brand something into a band that's very brand conscious and i'm not trying to step on anyone's toes when i'm doing it i'm just trying to deepen the roots of the mentality of just out of the box thinking open-mindedness creates self-awareness and then when you ask yourself a lot of questions you end up tending to love yourself more because you talk to yourself more at least i do i hope more people do talk to themselves because the more you do the more you get rid of the things you don't need and the more you over exaggerate the things that you love and you bring those on even more and when I have to leave so much with Siobhan you know Siobhan I would say it's awesome that you get to deal with Brock all the time but it's also you know when you guys get home you're like I'm going to Florida you you know so <laughs> we all have our balances and our ways and I'm sitting here with my fiance right now actually Alice is hanging out here and uh, she just made me an awesome shrimp with zucchini noodle dinner with some Roma tomatoes oh, and some lemon nice. Uh hence the lemon martini but, you know, those are the things that you really you cherish more is when you come home, it's like you want to make those things better and you don't want to go out into traffic and stress over some person who cut you off. If anything, I just wish that I could send some vibes. And and the more I start getting older, I'm like, I'm not like believing in energy and like a crystal, but I'm believing in energy in people. And I, I believe we can really radiate things to people, even if it's a car to a car, because you got something in common. You're both at least in a car. You're both this lucky that you can live in a free land to at least wait yeah. each other, you know? I had, yeah. I was just driving here easily. We were going 75, 77, and people were passing me, you know, in the slow lane. And I'm just trying to keep up, and I'm just trying to be safe now. So imagine that we're trying to drive around in England, and it's the same way. You better check yourself or else you, you're, you know, you're going to make a mistake really quick. Yeah. And not that that's
0: a business right there that, like, if someone's having a bad day, you could call, like, an 800 number and have Adam Ashley project you awesome. good vibes. I would totally
3: do that, man. I would do it for free for the and then, and,
0: then, <laughs> and, then, and then you could, like, just play while they're waiting, like, I Feel Good by James Brown, like, on repeat, <laughs> so, yeah, or, like, I, I Want to Dance with Somebody so, Who Loves Me yeah, by Whitney you know, Houston. <laughs> and then be like, please hold for the next awesome person to help you out with an awesome day. And then you yeah. can just say, like, we are now sending you good vibes. Just, like, congrats, what like, like we are resending you are you bit of your honor.
3: The Good the good News Network. Let's call it the Good News Network.
2: <laughs> well, I think this is really important because like, like you said, I mean, we as artists, no matter how many people follow us or, in, or are interested in us, there are people out there that, that take us as some level of authority and they, they look to what we do. And I think we have the option to either take that platform and, and help people reframe their minds to to have a more positive outlook on life or we can do the opposite, you know. And so, yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, every day we have all these different choices. And I think it's amazing what you're doing, that you're, you're creating a, a, some sort of space where people can go to and they feel like they can have, you know, come out on the other side somewhat better. You know, and even what little things I do to share, you know, I always mm-hmm. want to try and change somebody's perspective to, to flip it in a more positive way. Right. You know, yep. And those, those things, if we all do that, you know, in whatever capacity, it can make a huge difference.
3: Absolutely. And it, you should it's turn amazing. the bottle around
0: so they can see the sponsor and, and what they're, they're missing out on. Press. Yeah. <laughs> you get your carbonated drink. S- press. press. <laughs> when <laughs> there isn't any more White Claw, get press. <laughs> it's amazing to
3: me, actually. I will say, I, I mean, we're very, very frugal with our lifestyle choices when we're on the road. We are massively, you know, we're not going to be a different person behind closed doors, but at the same time, I'm not trying to go out to someone in the crowd. Because we we actually in the US, we have a lot of people who are parents, you know, they don't have to be mm-hmm. 40, 50 year old, they could be a 25 year old person who has a 10 year old or the eight year old kid, they bring their kids out to the shows and they're like, Hey, I brought my kids tonight. So we want to put on a good role model. We want to make sure people know that we're here for the cause. And even though we can be people, you know, there's eventually seven years now that eventually people are going to realize that we are humans. and. We have to be able to branch into that and i think we've done a really good job to evolve it and if 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 it doesn't say anything the first six months that we toured around and went to radio stations even dustin nobody said their names hey we're star set and this is my demons that's it even the djs didn't know who we were we had a dj in johnson city missouri i wish we had video because this place looked like an old switchboard you're know, like operator I'll, I'll pass you through <laughs> you know you're like putting the things up and and he's turning dials cr- cranking it up and it's like the, the needles are twitching and it's fine <laughs> I, I can't this is awesome i can never forget this and he sits down he's like all right welcome to 107.9 the buzz uh we're here in johnson city with uh, a band what's your guys's name we're like <laughs> we're star set <laughs> All right, well, this is Dave at 107.9 The Buzz, and here's a band called Starset playing a song. All right, um, one, <laughs> two, you know, we're like, <laughs> you don't even know, like, anything. he doesn't even care. We're just there. You got a show at this little place next door that has no air conditioning and people can smoke inside, and kids are walking around the streets with chains. I mean, like, it was a really weird environment, but. Without those experiences, I would not be the same person I am, and I I totally cherish those moments because I want to see those places. I want to know that exists. So then all of a sudden when I'm in uh, Olympic whatever mountains, you know, the massive L.A. houses and stuff in the Hollywood Hills, I can be like, hey, there are definitely people all over the world, and I can still learn from people here in L.A., but maybe learn from other people. Well, in one other of the things life, we were saying, Adam, man. on
0: a previous podcast with Dan Beck, who um, used to be a product manager for Michael Jackson and for Pearl Jam and you know has seen a lot of successes, it's the same people on the way up as it is on the way down. So um, it's really important to, to internalize all that stuff. And, I mean, just so you know, uh, you know it's, it's important to see from people's perspective like Siobhan does because what you're saying about being in a switchboard area where they're doing that and they don't know the name of your band, Corey and I don't even get invited to those. <laughs> they don't even remember to call us back to ask us to be there to forget <laughs> our names. So just remember in the pecking order that it, there is there's still a, a middle point between you know, where you guys are now – where that is, and where Corey and I will always be.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, Adam's right, because when you do get those experiences, that's something I'm so grateful for, because what's funny about classical music, if you think about it, is, you know, all the places where classical music is is big is very rich cities for the most part, because they have people that can afford to, you know, pay for tickets like that. And they're big cities that are like metropolitan areas with like a lot of international, but rock music, we get to see literally every nook and cranny of the country, you know? And it's so funny to see-
1: not yeah. Nooks, nooks. No, but
2: you know, you you see people that that some you know that express all these opinions, and I and I think I'm like, have you really met some of the people that live in this country? Like, it's I I feel like my perspective on on the world and on people has changed so much just by yeah, having the chance to meet people from some of these smaller places or you, further stretches in the middle of the country. I mean, we the, the people that we've been able to meet in the places we've been able to see is yeah, you Not
3: know, even it's like, like fascinating. Smaller places. I mean, Europe is huge, but. Being in a smaller place like Prague, we were talking about last time, like having those churches that are now, they're not like bronze, they're not the green, like the color of Statue of Liberty where they're they're oxidizing, they're black, you know, they're totally just like soot on these churches, you're like, wow, they didn't finish this thing for like 800 years, like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, like, the tediousness, eight generate and Twelve generations of people to build this one building, and and you know in Ohio, just like everywhere else, you can go to the places that are super nice and rich. You can go to the places where there's beggars on the corner, and it's it's insane to me to look at some people on the corner in places like Columbus, Ohio, with an iPhone 11, and I have a seven. By the way, drone <laughs> abuse killing cases. For <laughs> I have an iPhone 7 still, only because I'm like I, I don't I don't really need that. I'm not trying to whatever. And then we're in Prague, and there's this poor old lady who's like 85, 90 years old, looked like a babushka, you know, the typical old, like, great, great, great grandma. And she's on her hands and her knees begging with a little cap in front of her, begging for money. And you're like, all right, this is definitely a different perspective. If I had any money of this currency, I would give her some, because that's a person who is still trying just to survive, versus people who are just trying to use a system that is so easy to just act like you know, you're know, you homeless, but you still have a house around the corner. I mean, you're, you can't abuse the, the, the system and then act like you're owed something at the same time. And I just want people to be able to get a little bit of a different experience around the world. It's expensive, it's hard to learn languages, it's not easy to find food. Those are the uncomfortabilities we always experience, even if we're rock stars, you know? You're always going to be in something that you don't know. And the most ultimate mm. learning comes from those moments of vulnerability and those moments where you're like, dude, if I don't try to at least learn how to say thank you in Russian, you know, I, I want to feel a little bit of something,
2: but well, the first time of using a
0: bidet, I mean, Siobhan Sh- was saying this. <laughs> That's I'm just so awesome, thankful. I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that my Are friend, er- on me? Well, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> thankful that we have our friend, Ernie Bach, who um, we're going to try to get on the show and see if we can 2020 him. Um, but Ernie actually has amazing toilets throughout his entire um, I don't know if I call it a Xanadu or like, um, a state. Xana- um, yeah. yeah, It's a Xana food for sure. But like, I went and saw something, uh, he has a car salon and it has, and I went and sat down on the toilet and first off, as soon as you sit down, it was a warm seat and then you could aim where it hits you. And I wasn't prepared for, for <laughs> the, you know, it's like the first time you hear, you know, like, um, I guess, let's say, you know, stairway to heaven or whatever. You're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like, I I had no idea that it could aim and that it had different pulsating methods and all that. And, and I just like gotta had a good say, time, though. I just got to say, Siobhan, that, that that happened again recently. <laughs> and I got to tell you that that, that really <laughs> brought me back to what you were saying. First off, one, that we have to have Ernie on. Oh, on. So, like, as my asshole's being... Massage by warm water i was thinking <laughs> to myself we gotta talk about this and two but you mentioned how japan's so ahead of us and that, we, that oh, they of course up ha- by themselves bro you hit a button and they come up and they come they up they hit the, you welcome, welcome to the room at Bernie's house and it does that just so yeah. you know it's so, right. um, i don't know where i was going with that other than but no one knows awesome. where you're
1: going dude that was very good have no idea <laughs>
2: Well that Anyways. derailed whatever we were talking yeah. about, but so, I don't
0: know. We're talking we're, uh, about peaceful
3: longevity and just connectedness and love. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Let's
1: bring it back to the positive vibes. Now we're, we're uh yeah, we're we're coming into the home stretch here, but so uh as
0: far well, as the drum- we, we, we could go, you know, a, a few minutes long because you know yeah. what they said to us at the corporate venues that, that runs our life. Well, first off we're being, um, we're being supported by loftsymphony.com Lostsymphony. Yes. Um, and they said to keep Catch this at six, 60 minutes. But one of the things I want to tell people is that we don't play by anyone's rules, not even our own. So yeah, Adam we're like wants, people
1: that paint things in color and they should be black <laughs> and, right?
0: and white. So <laughs> if, if, Adam, if Adam wants to jack the dripper a little bit with us and go like, you know, seven minutes over, we're not going to tell him to not talk about drumabuse.com, who is also a sponsor, because the fact that Adam <laughs> is even here um, makes him a sponsor because he's sponsoring our show. <laughs> So go drum to drumabuse.com. i
3: trying to get my sponsorship. There you go. I wrote it out backwards, and I totally...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was like, it's no, it's it's an M. And no, it's totally an M. It just looks like an N. I just want you guys to see that. <laughs> okay. See, look, this is... Very this okay, nice. Because, look, drum abuse, you know? See, it's I tried to write it backwards. Anyways. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, I'm over I, the, the the sharpie's just wearing out. I'm it's, it's just excited
0: <laughs> that Adam from Starset's writing my band name <laughs> backwards, backwards. Speaking of which, I'm still owed, and I'm going to let Siobhan know. I, I want another vinyl of the new record once you guys can all be in a room. That's not bad, and my that hoodie shrunk. Battery. Do you not remember this? I bought a hoodie. At I know. Full I owe you a hoodie. Retail, and it it shrunk to the point where only like an ant could wear it. <laughs> like literally. I, and I'm a smedium. I mean, look at this. I mean, I have not. <laughs> I, I am not made for, for big things, and I can't even represent my star set fit. I wanted to suck up to Adam. In fact, I want when Dustin comes on to be wearing a star set shirt, I might actually just draw one on a white shirt,
2: <laughs> a, a Sharpie, to let him oh, know. As oh, an oh, act oh. of desperation. Yeah, and, and
0: then draw like a little like you know planet with a ring around it. Make my own little logo. Sounds good. <laughs> Go
3: for you it. Just, you just can't sell it like on the streets in Milano, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> they just make their own t shirts and they will stand outside the doors and be like, t shirts, $10. We're like, t shirts, $1. They're like, what are you doing? We're like, you're selling our merch and we don't get any money. You can't do this. I'm like, you can't do this. I'm like, a dollar, are like, $10. Like, like, don't mess with them. We're like, why? Like, they will kill you.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so crazy. It oh actually God. reminds me of one of my favorite
0: stories, though. I got I to remind you. So, to tell you sure. about bands. So, um, one of my friends, uh, is a huge Kiss fan, and his buddy's a huge Kiss fan, and he told me a story about the Psycho Circus tour when um, Ace, that one of his friends ran into Ace Frehley um, outside one of the venues. And we won't say where exactly because we want to leave this ambiguous. Um, but Ace is like, hey, man, you want to come hang out? And my buddy's friend was like, are you shitting me? Like, Ace, Ace, Ace Space Ace wants to hang out with me. He goes, you want to come back to my hotel room? Yeah, man, come back to my hotel. Uh, We'll come back to your hotel room. And in his hotel room, he had his own, like, ghetto-rigged, like, shirt press making bootleg kiss tour shirts because Gene and Paul had cut him out of all the stuff. So, basically, he was like, hey, man, can you help selfies before and after the show? And basically, like, conned. No, my friend's buddy into selling his own. You sure boyfriend. that you
1: sure this was Ace or was this just some guy that came up no, from it the parking it,
0: lot? It'd be really funny if it wasn't Ace too, Ace because really? it was definitely Ace Freely, dude. Like he's pretty like unmistakable. But I think that's hilarious because it really shows all this stuff. Because actually, one of the first things I saw was when I came onto the bus, Brock was making a space helmet with LEDs. Oh, I said eight, to him, eighteen of them. What do you mean? Yeah, I know. She said he's industrious on her Instagram, <laughs> Um I remember saying, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Dude, I make as much money selling, you know, space helmets <laughs> with LEDs in them." And uh, does does Dustin get mad? Like, is that like bootleg Star Set stuff? No, or those because- are those are the actual ones. He's That's like, those like yeah, those word. are the official. So, yeah. so he's basically like like the Jews in Egypt. He's building the pyramids <laughs> for the pharaoh. Basically, the
3: exact correlation. Like- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Only for
0: More
2: or less. $9.99. Oh, he loves to complain about it. I'm like, well, either do it or don't do it, but don't complain about it to me.
0: <laughs> you, I just remember thinking to myself, like I'm in the wrong business because, okay, it, true story, Adam, when we saw you guys in Boston this last time, I, I, we're waiting after the show and I could have sworn that you guys were signing because you were in a smaller venue than you were used to. And there was such a line to your merch table that Corey yeah. and I are like, what's going on? Like, are they? Are they, Yeah, really we weren't designed? even
3: standing there. No, yeah. you weren't yeah. standing
0: there. And I said, so I literally looked at him. I said, "Dude, they're literally printing their own fucking money."
3: <laughs> you know, man, it's crazy because we used to hope to sell a mask. Yeah, they're a little pricey, but you know, we're we're pretty much pricing it at what it costs to make with just a. tiny- yeah,
2: he's, he's right. Yeah. They are. They are. They take a long time to put together. And, and
3: exactly, there's a. I mean, Brock sets up. He's very lucky at his in his place where he lives. He has this giant warehouse that he can put probably. 100 to 200 masks at a yeah.
0: time. He owns all of Circleville. Did you not know that? There's like 2,000 miles. going to dog
3: park. One giant it's like the entire dog desert.
0: I hope so. Let my people go. Yeah,
3: he'll so set awesome. up 100 masks at a time and hang them off these, you know, drawstring lines and paint them all, prime them all, paint them all. Uh, then he ha- – I mean, you have to grind off certain parts of it. You have to drill holes into it. You have to mm-hmm. – I mean, you have to put the LEDs in it. You have to actually put this little – four prong piece that's connecting the line of the led to this wireless battery pack so you can walk around the room with it and you got to tape it then you got to tape it all in then you got to make sure it works i mean then you got to sign you got to print off the official paper well, okay and so here's my question. Is, there, all. It's crazy. is there anything
0: is there anything that brock can't do
3: grow facial hair <laughs>
2: <laughs> <That's-> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, again, he, has, he has to come on at some point no, to defend himself no. from he, all this I know,
2: poor guy. He's hey, yeah,
0: he, on, he did Can we get he him a prosthetic it. like facial hair? Like have him show up with he a He did make out. a valiant effort. He, he got pretty close. He got
2: pretty close, but then was he ditched it. It was like that's it. I'm going back to what I'm used to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so listen, I just want to say first off, thank you again to Adam Gilbert for coming on um and and awesome Go check out drumabuse.com because you know um, it's proof that drummers can do other things besides hit stuff,
3: um, <laughs> you know,
0: and you but honestly right
3: here, don't say that.
0: <laughs> but, but, but honestly, you, I, I have your stuff represented all around um, my studio and, and you're always welcome here when you come back to Boston. I can't wait. I just want to say thank you for, for figuring out what our shtick is and coming back on our show and um, letting us 2020 you. And to all the people that are out there, I'm um, obviously go listen to star set, but go check out what Adam does because you know, there's, there's more to life than just star set as I, I do found. Have
3: YouTube as well. If you want to watch some drum videos and uh, I'm always yes. offering emails. So it me up drum
0: abuse Perfect. at what?
3: No drum abuse.com is good enough. You can order something and then you can get, it. <laughs> then you can get the,
0: <laughs> we're not quite there yet. YouTube.
3: they
2: They can find you on instagram also
3: drum abuse is fine yeah you can find us all i mean we're super tangible we're super here for everyone as much as we can be we don't Mm -hmm. i mean we want to learn probably i can't say more than any band but as much as i've ever wanted to and we all want to learn and we're all Mm -hmm. itching to get back out there and, and itching to keep challenging ourselves every day i mean that's the point of i think my life anymore is you know, challenge yourself to use your blinker in the parking lot at 2 a.m. when no one's around just because that way if someone does, you could be like, well, that guy needs to check himself a little bit. You know, cross those things off on your your own checklist to make sure yes. your awareness aware. Kind of like returning the shopping
0: cart. We were saying this the other day that that's like the ultimate test to, to see dude. your douchebaggery. Is like, can you return the shopping cart on your own without so anybody telling day, you? Man,
3: I felt so bad. I did. I was at Walmart. You should, dude. I got this big item that I can't say because my fiance, it's her birthday on Monday and she's sitting right here. <laughs> but really i couldn't carry it and i put it in my car and i like about ripped my my shoulder out of place getting it out and i left it on the sidewalk because i mean i would have had to walk easily 50 parking spaces both ways because it was packed and i uh. but next time i know i mean the guy was walking up to cook- <laughs> <laughs> he was there you to know what? but here's, here, here's that.
0: something that's so important about what you you just did is that you showed you displayed honesty Whereas yeah. most people will be like, "Oh, dude, I always return it." It's like those fuckers that think that they're above the law. But like, at least you have an excuse. Like you're using an excuse. It's a logical excuse. I mean, first off, it's horse shit. You should <laughs> return it because you're a douchebag. But at least you're honest enough. You're honest enough to admit to us that, like, you know that you you, you know that you did wrong. You made that internalization versus the <laughs> asshole that just goes in They're on their iPhone 11 as before they're gonna go beg on the side of the street in their brand new Reeboks and they fucking leave and they fuck out of there, leaving their car yeah. for you to hit with your Segway.
3: Well, yeah, we can all connect on this time, you know, We can all, I think now more than ever, we need to talk to people we don't normally talk to, whether it's a stranger or our neighbor that's next door that we live to. I still am guilty of this. I have people that I've just moved in and also people that are 30 years at my parents' house and, and, and around the corner. It's like, I don't even know where they're at. I don't even know right. who they are. I couldn't even tell you their name, but I've lived there and and, people have lived there and we've come and gone, but why don't I know their name? Like, why am I not at least trying to go out and learn what they're about? Because I might need need some help at some point. You know, I want to know a tow truck driver and a real estate agent and a gold dealer and maybe someone to, you know, fix a guitar here and there. So if my buddy can't do it, you know, hey, oh, I got my dude Brock. He can help you out. You know, it's all about just creating that life network and and the mm-hmm. more you can connect to people, the more you can just own cats, just like Benny has like
0: I, 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 I think it's, I think it's just <laughs> called LinkedIn, dude. It's yeah. join LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. and, and speaking of which, I was thinking to myself, I, I was getting very excited hearing Brock make all those masks. If I DJ your wedding, Siobhan, can I have one of those masks? Can I that be part of my like ransom? Is I'm that sure I, have to, I can work I have something DJ, out. I have to DJ your wedding in a star set mask.
2: If you want, want to, by I wouldn't want to stage I wouldn't want stage
0: Hold
3: him to that, Siobhan. You're in a spacesuit. It's on
2: yeah. the record. You're in
0: a space suit. <laughs> the spacesuit. Oh, my God. People so that hot. brag,
3: we all do it all the time. I'm like, dude, I want one other drummer in this world to wear a spacesuit and try to play my drum set. Yep. I just want them to see what it's like to do it and then to try to spin a drum set. You know, it's just it's dedication, man. And, I, you know, Siobhan, you're dedicated. Corey, you guys Brittany, you're dedicated. We're all here to try to <laughs> – I don't know what I'm dedicated
0: oh. to, but I'm dedicated. Yeah.
3: Well – if you're dedicated enough, you're gonna wear a spacesuit when you DJ their wedding. Yeah,
0: I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, I might have oh, to because man. of the pandemic. If 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 Siobhan doesn't decide yeah, to do it, yeah, someone might in the have be wearing one for safety. I gonna say right? has that suit to be able to go to your wedding, dude.
2: May, yeah, maybe I'll just hand them out when people get there. Just be like, here's your outfit for today. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> yes. Just
3: use masks by guest number one, two, four, five, and you can mail them off. There the we time. go.
1: Oh my Looking God. Adam, thank you so much, man. You're the yeah,
3: man. Yeah, Adam, an thank you blast. for coming
2: back. Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: Thank you guys for your patience.
3: Appreciate
0: it. Oh, no, we, we really appreciate awesome. it. And, and, and thank you to all of our listeners. Um, 2020-d.com and drumabuse.com. Lostsymphony.com. Thanks, for our, that's our That's our band. <laughs> and actually, Adam Baby, our live drummer. He <laughs> loves playing in bands that he doesn't play on the CD <laughs> for. Ask Dustin. Um, you know what I mean? And maybe, maybe one day he can actually do his best Paul Lorenzo imitation because Paul doesn't want to do it. I mean, listen, Paul's probably watching this right now going, eh, I don't even want to finish this podcast. Nevertheless, you know, play drums in that band live. So, you know, maybe maybe Adam's going to be the drummer. I feel like he should be.
3: We
1: shall see. (laughs)
3: Bring
2: it on. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. Cheers. Cheers.